0: Well, good day and welcome to another episode of the johnny cleveland podcast i'm your host john suchan and we are happy to have you along on our show we are part of the fanatical elves network and uh excited tonight because we are we have a great guest tonight jacob roach of brown's wire of usa today who's a great guy as i Got to get to know Jacob a little bit. He's also written in the past for Dog Pound Daily, which I write for currently. And he's also part of a great uh, kind of a newish network, the uh, 216 Network up there in Cleveland. And they do all sorts of podcasting as well. They cover the Cleveland Browns. Welcome, Jacob. How are you, man?
1: I'm doing great, man. Uh, you know, we're recovering from that Cavs game. We meet you and I had a little conversation about that already, but I really appreciate you having me on. I'm really excited.
0: Well, I've, uh, you know, I had, like I've said, I've had a chance to get to to work with you a little bit and seen a lot of your writing, uh, for the last couple of years. And I really enjoy reading what what you have to say about everything that when we cover the Browns, and especially right now with the draft, you have, um, you've got all sorts of things that are coming out every day on, on Brown's wire. Um, you'd recently did a, um, a series of, of articles. I don't know if you're still wrapped that up yet or where you're at with that, but it's a 30 for 30 sort of like you're looking at prospects. So I thought we can get into that here in a little bit. And uh, so tell us a little bit about all the things that, you, that you're, doing, you're, doing, you're doing, kind of what you're doing in your end uh, personally uh, to prep also for the Brown uh, for, for the draft this week
1: we're like we're gearing up man john we're gonna have a lot going on for you guys uh you can find the youtube at youtube.com slash, uh, slash at network underscore 216 if you want to check that out okay we're, we are live streaming day two and day three of the draft friday and saturday so if you want to come and hang out with us we got all kinds of great guests actually randy gersey i think is going to try to stop by on saturday and, and see us and uh the editor over at dog pound daily but yes I have been doing a draft series all the way back since October, so like I can't believe this is coming to kind of uh-huh. a head over there. And and, and like you mentioned, I ride every day for Browns Wire, so I've got the thirty and thirty is almost done. It's almost done. It will, yeah. it'll go through Thursday, so we're yeah. almost there. I did miss a couple of episode, a couple of days. Though.
0: How can so. people follow you? Like you're on, you said you're on Twitter a little bit, but you're more. Yeah,
1: if you're on Twitter, you can follow me at Roachism13, which is just R O A C H I Z M one three. I do tweet out just about everything I write. Uh, I also write a lot of like news stories, and I don't really tweet those out. But if you want to check out all that stuff, that's just BrownsWire.usaToday.com. So if you want to check all that stuff out, um, you can always find like if you go, it's uh, one of one of my articles. You can click my name there, and it'll take you to my author page. If you just want to see the stuff that I've written and it uh, separate it from me and Corey over there. Uh, the right.
0: You've guys. got a great, great crew over there. You've got a lot of folks that, that that people are probably familiar with, with that follow the Browns. I think you mentioned off here, like Nick Carnes and some of these mm-hmm. other guys that that you, that you work with.
1: Yeah, Nick Carnes is with us over uh, over at Network 216 and uh, Tyler Johnson, Zach DeFranco from the Faithful Dogs Podcast, the um, uh, Eddie McDonald Donald from over at Dogtown yes. Daily is is with us over there. Eddie's. Eddie he hits us, uh, gives our WWE content on
0: top of that. Oh, there you go. Yeah, he loves that stuff.
1: He loves the WWE, man. And like <laughs> WrestleMania was just so good. And so like he, he's really great with all of that stuff. Um, Roger first uh, helps us out with the uh, Guardians podcast that we just started. Comes out on Tuesdays afternoons yeah. uh, for us over on the network. But we got all kinds of great people coming on over there. And, and you know, if you want to stop by and check us out, stop by and check us out. You can send me a DM. My G- and- DMs are always open.
0: Well, we'd love for you guys at, at your network to come over and follow us too, and yeah. we'll do we'll do some uh, some c- combining of forces. Yeah. Um, but we've got a really good crew too. I think Jacob, you know, we've got some guys too that write for Dog Bond Daily. The the left guard Joel Cade, and then the, the Village Elliot um, are part of that team. BP uh, Pe- Pepper Pike is there, and then Steve Gill. Um, also writes for Cleveland sports talk. We also got Rob bloom um, on our team too. He does the Browns blitz. So we're, we're, we're trying to get our, our networking off the ground and we've had a lot of good support. Uh, we, you can follow us too on the elves network on Twitter and YouTube and all those Instagram. Um, you were speaking off air. I know we were talking about giveaways on, on mm-hmm. our, uh, we're, we're in the middle of our, our next giveaway. We're giving away a Brown shot glass. So uh, we're, we're giving, we're giving uh fans a a chance to guess who who the browns are going to take at number 74 and uh so we'll see see what happens with that maybe the browns do some trading so i want to pick your brain again tonight kind of see you know you did this 30 for 30 um cycle are there you know just let's start with or there's anybody in that group that you really enjoyed uh we'll we'll talk more specifically about what the browns are going to do maybe with their strategy but are there some players there that you think that would be really, really fun for, for the Browns to have. And, and, and fans would look forward to that.
1: There's a dream player that I haven't given up hope for yet. And he's actually where the 30 for 30 started. And that's Keanu Benton, the D tackle from Wisconsin. And that's just, I keep saying like, I think he's too good to be there at 74. I really do. Yeah. But I will remind you that the player, I think I can, when I look at his tape and a lot of the things that I see for him, a player that was very similar last year was Travis Jones from Connecticut, who fell right. into the late seventies.
0: Where did so he smart. end up? Where did Travis Jones end up? Um Baltimore. You know he, I, <laughs> Baltimore. Baltimore. That's right. Yeah. Crap. But, but it
1: was it was after pick 74. So if you're looking for that style of player, That's he didn't fall into this range. Like Keanu Benton, man, you're looking at this dude well over 300 pounds, and yeah. he is explosive off the line of scrimmage. He understands how to. his hands are really nice. If you could just teach him a little bit more about pass rushing plan, because uh-huh. I think he's very one-dimensional as a pass rusher. He's really athletic. You don't move him in the running in the run game. He anchors, he absorbs blocks. He fights through blocks. He can shoot the gap as a pass rusher and in a, a run defender, he can shoot the gap at like 310 pounds, which is just not, shouldn't be a thing, but he can right. do it. But if you're looking at a guy like that could encompass what this team did not have at a position he can be a true three-down player next to Dalvin Tomlinson that can really change the structure of
0: this So game. he would play it like you put him in at, at the nose. Yeah, I put him at the nose. Uh huh. And Dalvin would be what to the right? Of, I mean, it would just matter on the on the scheme. I would
1: think I would think Dalvin would be the three tech. Um, Dalvin can play nose pretty. He can play one tech, but the last couple of years for Dalvin Tomlinson in Minnesota, he played more three tech than anything else. Yeah. And so and he's pretty good at it. Like Mm -hmm. he he actually ended up having a better year as a pass rusher last year than a run defender. And I think he's one of the premier run defenders in the the league at the position. Uh, So if you can have him continue to play at three tech and you can keep him a little bit clean, go double team him at three tech. That's fine. Keanu bitten at one getting single coverage. You're not going to run the ball up the middle.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the, the, um, well, let let me move on to another player. I don't know what you've got another player in your mind, but I you just mentioned your your colleague Randy Gersey, who mm-hmm. might be joining your your show in uh, the coming days. He wrote an article um, about a couple players that the you know, Browns might look to move up. You know, we mm-hmm. we talked about like last year, the Browns did um, actually they didn't move up. They they they, they gave mm-hmm. away their their 44 pick and they they dropped back. But one player that he suggested was Trenton. Simpson, the um, linebacker, sort of started out what as a safety or a corner and then kind of got some, built some weight on and now yep. has been playing. Where do you see that? I mean, did that, would that, could that happen?
1: I think there's three guys that you trade up for. And, okay. and earlier today, Corey Cannon tweeted this out and I'm right there with him. Keanu Benton's one of them.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: the two linebackers, Jack Campbell and Trenton Simpson. I think I had a scenario. I did a mock, uh, a video mock a couple of weeks ago where I did trade up to 55 to grab Simpson. I think what Trenton Simpson can be is a JOK style player because he's he's much more of an athlete. And like you said, he was originally a defensive back, put on some size, went to linebacker. But think of JOK as a Mike linebacker. Like that's what I think Trenton Simpson is, an athletic okay. Mike linebacker who maybe still could stand to put on some more size and strength just because mm. he's a little undersized. and he, he never really put it together. But if you're looking yeah. at like just traits, and we know the Browns love traits. They absolutely yeah. just love traits, guys. That's what Trent, Trenton Simpson is. And and I think you could have one of the most athletic. Uh, we know they really want to play just two linebackers, right? Because you're going to get a lot right. of You've past meant, yeah, Mm-hmm. So two linebackers, absolute athletic freaks that are better. I think both JOK and Trenton Simpson are better cover linebackers than they are run defenders. And if you put that on, on, on that combination there, that goes a long way to trying to stop stop some of these potent passing offenses in the AFC. Yeah. And I love Trenton. I'll, I'll trade up. I would trade up the up into the fifties to get Trenton Simpson if it was a, if it was
0: in the fifties. Okay. Yeah. What about the others you mentioned? Jack Campbell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, out of I don't, Iowa.
1: Yeah, Iowa. Jack Campbell is probably a, a lot of people like to say it's Drew Sanders is the best linebacker,
0: but I. Arkansas, yeah.
1: Yeah, the Arkansas product. These are great players. Drew Sanders is a great player. I kind of think Jack Campbell might be the best talent at linebacker in this class, and it, it's a really bad linebacker class. So there's okay. like four guys that I like, and like, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> like, which is like not very much, but like Jack Campbell, like this dude just he does some athletic things that you see go watch that Ohio state game, go watch his interception in that Ohio state game where he like plucks it behind his Like You're like, no, 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 no. That's a cornerback that does stuff like that. And Campbell is just electric roaming sideline to sideline. He can cover ground. And I think he is stronger. I think he's a more true uh, Mike linebacker.
0: How much time just out of curiosity, Mm -hmm. I know you spend a lot of time analyzing these prospects and you do such a good job um you know watching film i mean how much time do you think you're you're doing on a weekly or monthly basis of watching film like like you're you're mentioning
1: yeah so i would say for everybody that i've really watched i've watched three games so Okay. at least guys that i have given you some kind of scouting report if i if i've wrote them in the 30 and 30 or i've put them in a mock draft or uh, i've done them in any kind of like article that i've done i've watched three or four games of those guys and, yes. and when you're watching the all 22 it's only like 30-ish minutes because you're just watching their snaps mm-hmm. um i would say on average since the seat since i started doing draft work um I'm, my wife will say the number is higher but I will say I, yeah. I, I, I would say uh, I probably watch film probably seven or eight hours a week. Probably I'd say it's something like
0: that. Okay. Well, um, Maybe. we're going to, we're Jacob, I think we're going to go ahead and take a quick break and then we will come right back. This is the Johnny Cleveland podcast and we've got Jacob Roach of Brown's wire from USA today on the show. Folks will be right back. We're going to pause for these commercials. Okay. We're back on the Johnny Cleveland podcast. We've had Jacob Roach on here from Brown's wire and we've been starting to kind of look at some of these players he did this awesome. Um, he's been working on all these, analyzing these players 30 for 30. Uh, we I I'd like to kind of go into what you're thinking that, you know, you've been doing all this research and studying all these players and, we've looked at maybe um you know we, we the browns popularity right now is this word like the guardrails that the browns are using and and you know a lot of teams are using these sort of guardrails but you know one thing i've been bringing up you know to, in conversations with fellow people from the fanatical elves network here or people at dog pond daily or maybe you have these same conversations it seems like you know with the pandemic and mm-hmm. with the idea that a lot of these players took advantage of, of playing that additional year that they were given eligibility many of these players when i'm looking at them their age is outside those guardrails keep keep in mind there are plenty of kids that are still yeah. young and in those guardrails but i'm wondering if that's going to have any bearing for the for the whole league you know i heard andrew barry talking the other day uh, one of his pressers or i don't know if it was recent one or in the p- recent past talking about those guardrails and basically saying you know he's they're looking at the player that's going to make the most sense the most talented that's going to fit into the, what the Browns want to do. So, um, I guess with all that, where do you see, you know, things going forward? You know, as we get approached that 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 question about age, how 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 set are they going to be on that?
1: I think, especially after the first two picks, I think it's probably it's not going to go out the window, but I don't think it's going to matter that much. Um, I I think this, you've seen this, and this has been a talking point for us, and you know this, John, this has been a talking point for all of us since the season ended, that where this roster is, where this organization is cap wise, where all of, you know, you're going into the fourth year of a regime, it's put up or shut up time for them in in, in a very big way. And I think that they are going to take the players that they believe are the best talents. That doesn't mean they're going to be the best talents for 2023, because I do think they will still draft for the future. I think that's what Andrew Barry, I think, looks at free agency to fix holes and and, and looks at the draft for the future to develop these talented players. I think they're going to be willing to budge. I don't know if they'll budge in the third round. I don't. But right. they have six day three picks. And if somebody falls to them who's 23 or will be maybe 24 and you look at this guy and you're like, wow, we have a third round grade on this guy. Like, yeah. I think that they're going to be the t- I said this to Randy Gerzy the other day. This tight end class is old as heck. Like all, yeah. like, all the tight ends that I love. Right. Outside. I mean, Tucker Craft. No, Tucker Craft. Is Even the
0: kid from Cooper. Old Dominion. He's uh, how old Zach is that? He? He's 20 he Okay. Because he
1: played at Penn State first before he goes to Old Dominion. Right, right. And and, and he's an Andrew Berry pick. He got a perfect 10 on the relative athletic score scale. And so, like, he has a perfect 10 RAS. And that's like, oh, that screams Andrew Berry. Loves these traits, guys. So, I think that maybe not not at 74 and 98, but I think we're we're willing to bend those uh,
0: on day three. Your gut today, just thinking Mm -hmm. about the draft starting Thursday and our Browns don't pick till Friday. Just... Right now, in this moment, do you think the Browns will hold tight at seventy-four? Yes,
1: I I I do. Un- man,
0: will they trade okay. out of it, or could is it more likely that they do what they did last year? Of course, they're 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 taking their pick thirty picks later. Last <laughs> year they had the forty-fourth pick. This this year it's the seventy-fourth pick. Yeah. So, do you think that they would more? They I feel like they'd be more likely to come out of that and go further back even.
1: I actually think, now I think 98 is very interesting because they also have pick 111. So I think they can be very fluid at 98. I think if they move from 74, I think it's up. And the reason I say that is you got six day three picks. You got six of them. You could yeah. easily say, hey, they have picks 140 and 142 yeah. in the fifth round. I don't think they're picking at 140 and 142. I think one of those either gets packaged to trade back and get – because they only have four picks in 2024, so they could trade out and get a pick then. Or they could be like, hey, we'll take one 120 – because they got two fourths as well. So they could be like 126 mm-hmm. and 140 to go up to 60. And, yeah. and get a guy like Jack Campbell, if that's the guy that they want, or a guy like mm-hmm. Keanu Bitten. Yeah, I I will I will, I will be month. so happy
0: for you, Jacob, and I think the rest of Browns Nation will be happy if if, if they get Benton.
1: Uh, oh my God, dude! Like, and Randy Gerzy, uh loves him even more than I do, which is saying something. But like, if you can get Keanu Benton in any way, Well, he
0: also likes that Old Dominion tight end. I, he and I have talked about that a little bit off 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 air. But this dude is
1: six seven,
0: and he oh, yeah. jumps
1: like you like he but runs he, and jumps like he's
0: five eight. He
1: was injured, 120? though,
0: for the majority of the yeah. uh, the, the latter part of the – right, was it a knee injury or – Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, so that's it, a little it, bit – and, 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 and he had
1: 13 catches. But you know what? Like I'm not I'm – not, I look at his tape and I see the testing and I say it's there. It's there. He just played at Old Dominion. Like, right. I'm okay with that.
0: What about a kid – Okay, let's just talk about edge rushers real quick because that's mm-hmm. another position that, you know, the Browns have some good stuff already. They've got – they picked up a good free agent. I can't pronounce his name, so I, I won't. I just call him O-squared. Um, but they've got, let's see, there's Isaiah McGuire from Missouri. Oh, yeah. There's Carl Brooks from Bowling Green. Mm-hmm. I've talked about him a little bit just because he's a Mac kid. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, he put up some really good numbers. Is that going to, how is that going to transfer over to the NFL? I do think that he'll get drafted. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts on, on the edge position and some of those players, either those players or other players that that you really like right now.
1: It's a little selfish plug. Actually uh, on Monday evening, we will release a one-on-one sit down with Carl Brooks. So we are uh, uh, interviewing Carl Brooks on Monday afternoon. So he's one of my favorites in this class, actually. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm just like, I got to tell Carl to
0: come over to the fanatical elves. (laughs) Network. We'd love to interview him too.
1: Here I'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll put a. I'll put a bug in his ear when I talk that to him. That would be
0: fantastic.
1: We've Isaiah McGuire, him. man, that's. I love Isaiah McGuire. Like you're looking at an Andrew Berry. Like you're looking at a dude that can play the run. You're looking at a dude that is a really good athlete. I don't think Isaiah McGuire has gotten enough development as Let me ask his you his coaching staff.
0: Jacob, on the, on that yeah. point, maybe I'm just. Uh, you know, I lived in Kansas for 26 years in Wichita and KU, Kansas and Missouri, you know, KU and Missouri always hated each other, but when it comes to football with Missouri, you know, we have Jordan Elliott (laughs) on the Browns current team. And I just wonder, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking about Jordan Elliott. When I'm thinking about Isaiah McGuire, I can't get the two out of my my head. And so as a Browns fan, I'm not like, I haven't been overly impressed with Jordan Elliott. I think he's done some good things, but so, I just that's where i'm kind of struggling with isaiah mcguire even though and i've seen the tape and i think he could be really good
1: i think that it it can get tough for us sometimes with like school biases and things like that but like i get it man like jordan Elliott was bad like he's bad like i don't see any scenario where he makes the team this year like yeah. and and i've been pounding the drum i loved him coming out but the thing like i just don't think so with you Andrew think Barry, he'll be cut?
0: You think he'll be a cut? Jordan Elliott, yeah, yeah, I okay. think Jordan Elliott's cut. Yeah,
1: with with Andrew Barry, I think that you've got to be able to trust your own evaluation process. Mm-hmm. And, and so, like, I understand like the, the the kind of the worries, but it still is an SEC school. So, like, if you're watching him play against some of these guys, like I like Tyler Steen a lot, the left tackle yeah. over at Alabama, who had his hands
0: full. Oh yes. yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely, yeah. It,
1: and it's just like. I'm looking at these guys and what I'm thinking about is I'm looking at Jim Schwartz because Jim Schwartz has this track record. And if Jim Schwartz signs off on a guy and I'm Andrew Barry and he matches my stuff and Jim Schwartz, yeah. I'm going with it. And I just think that McGuire has these long arms, a quick first step, he's strong enough to play against the run, yeah. he just checks all the boxes and you say, hey, with these guys, as a put, like Jordan Elliott had to play right away. I right. think that these guys, in this defense, the only guy that could potentially have to play right away on the defensive line is if they traded up and went after like Benton to be their number two. Right. or Something like that. But like Maguire's gonna sit behind Miles Garrett, gonna sit sit behind Ocaronquo. Yeah, he's gonna sit behind he may even sit behind Alex Wright. So like well, you
0: were pretty high on Alex Wright a year ago, yeah. correct?
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I got his jersey. Well, his old jersey, because now he's on ninety-nine. I talked to Alex Wright. I last, like his last backstory.
0: Summer. His backstory is so unique to me. He was in a small school uh, played in the band, right? Mm-hmm. I'm a band guy. So I, yep. back in the day. So I, I just think his story, he played like the saxophone or something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then he, he goes this, he ends up like coming out at like 270 pounds. He was like 210 when he got to, when he got to UAB, which is just insane. Cause I asked him about that. I got to interview him last year and I, and I asked him about that. And he was like, man, you know, I never even really thought about it like that. I just kept working and I got bigger. He's like, you know, he's just like, I worked, I worked out. I put on the size because this is what my skill set. He's got those really long arms. But I think like, if you're looking at a guy like McGuire, I think Carl Brooks, I think is more of an interior player. I think he's more of a detail. I think he's too, he's too slow off the snap uh, overall. So I think he's more of a D tackle that can slide out there. But because of that, he becomes really intriguing for the, the Browns. Love these guys that can play multiple positions yes. inside and outside. That's yes. what Carl Brooks does. Yes. So if you're looking at a guy, they want, they they want a couple of things. They want a guy that can either play inside or outside, inside or outside it, or they're looking at a guy that can set the edge in the run game opposite miles Garrett, because that's what they've targeted in guys like Clowney. And I understand they're changing philosophies with Jim Schwartz. It's much different than what Joe Woods was running. I, mm-hmm. I totally understand that. But they are looking for players, they don't want to get in a position where if their depth is like tested like it was last year with some injuries, they want right. guys that can be three down players, yeah. but can be role players right away. So they want to make sure that they find the fine balance there. I think guys, Isaiah McGuire is up there, but the guy that I would love is Derek Hall. If you're looking there okay. at edge, yeah. if you want a guy that can set the edge, this is the fun thing. You'll love this. Yes, 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 yes. Auburn Auburn kid. And and some of his best snaps are as a stand-up rusher from the outside, Mm -hmm. kind of an outside linebacker. And Jim Schwartz loves that in his wide nine on on those NASCAR packages and you're letting him go. There are some clips. I did a film room on Derek Hall for Brown's Wire uh, a couple of months ago, and there is a few snaps where they drop him into coverage and i thought he was going to get a couple of interceptions like this wow. dude is he is so he's such a sudden and quick explosive athlete off the line of scrimmage okay there's some of his sacks where he is so fast he just goes around the line the, the lineman can't do anything can't even get a hand on him right. he just whoosh, and then you're like why well, is over there sacking the quarterback and he just right. he put, He's also got these really big, long arms. He doesn't know how to use them. Like, he allows linemen to get into it, his pads and, and kind of control him. But he's got these real long arms similar to, to Alex Wright. And I think that yeah. you get Jim Schwartz messing around with that. I think Derek Hall, if Derek Hall is there, you should run that thing in. as much you think he'll be there? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think I think if you're looking at, I think him... Isaiah McGuire, a lot of people like Zach Harrison. I'm a little so-so on on the Ohio State product just because his tape is just, there's so much he disappears. But like if you're looking at one of those guys, or Nick Herbig, I like Nick Herbig a lot. Right, kid from Wisconsin. Yeah, from Wisconsin. He's only a situational edge rusher because he's like 220 pounds. But if if you get a Herbig is there, or Hall, or Isaiah McGuire, and even maybe Zach Harrison, I think one of those guys are there. If you ask me right now, gut what do they go with i think it's edge at 74
0: okay yeah I, I like that i mean i didn't know quick let's stick with the defense i mean um mm-hmm. on the in the secondary i did an article recently for dog pound uh some secondary products um you know they got one thornhill which i thought it was a really good pick uh for in free agency mm-hmm. but what are some guys that you like in the secondary i know there's some very versatile we you know we've been talking a lot about these guys that can play multiple positions i think there's a tavius martin from illinois there's um a kid out of virginia tech um i got the name i can't remember it maybe it was virginia Mm -hmm. um anyway what are your thoughts about the secondary and some of the guys that you like there
1: jartavius martin's the guy for me man there's two guys jartavius martin and jamie robinson and both of them are very similar guys that are safeties that play in the slot. Now, Jamie Robinson plays, he's a box safety, very similar to Grant Delpit, who can also play slot. Jordavius Martin's a slot. uh, He played 500 of his like 700 defensive snaps were in the slot last year. And he actually played 177 slots snaps as a deep free safety. And so you don't have a backup really at free safety for Juan Thornhill. No, Martin, you get a backup for Thornhill, and he's the only true slot defender on the roster right now and, and you know Greg Newsome he kind of backtracked some of his comments about playing slot. What do you
0: think about that? Just I'm not well we we can come back to that later. Okay, so let's Yeah, get
1: to the- yeah I'll, I yeah, we'll get to that. We can definitely get to that, but you you need a backup you need a backup slot and you need a backup decent uh deep safety. I think it's Chartavius Martin just because one thing that Martin is going I to love do it. He is going to smack you in the mouth in the run game. He had a 90 point, a little bit over 90 run defense grade from PFF Mm. last year in the slot. This dude's looking to hurt you. Like he's (laughs) going to come downhill with reckless abandon and he's going to put a hat on you. So if you got tired of our uh, secondary getting carved up by running backs, Jardavis Martin's not getting carved up by running backs. He's got... He's got four like high 4 4 speed, so he can't really keep up with like the 4 3 guys. But he has that really that great first step, and he bails his hips kind of his hips are real fluid. And he's got that short area of quickness to where he can play these like Cooper Cup style players uh, in the middle of the line. And he can he can go with those guys. And he's he's like, I that's why I called you, Davis Martin. I call him. And it's Martin Emerson in the slot. He's big, strong, physical, uh-huh. with more athleticism than Emerson, uh, and, and he'll he'll put the. You're not going to out physical Martin in the slot.
0: No. Let me get back to the just real quick on the Greg Newsom. I know this yeah. is, we're, we're switching gears here uh, for a moment. Yeah. Do you think that he wanted to be traded? I mean, he wanted to be traded. He's <laughs> saying he didn't, but it sounds like he fired his agent, got a new one. Is it because I he, didn't, he- didn't, want, didn't want to play the slot? Exactly. I
1: think he didn't want to do what Joe Woods had him do, and he he mentioned it in his presser earlier uh, last week when he was talking at at Phase One of of uh, off season workouts with the Browns, yeah. and that was that he got kind of played at linebacker at times. That was kind of what Joe Woods had him doing, and he's not. I don't think he want. I think he's open to being in the slot. He doesn't want to be in the slot as like a linebacker, like he was talking about. Just because he's not a big physical guy, that's just not what he does. Yeah, and I think he changed his agents because he wanted one of two things. He wants to be in Cleveland. That's clear. He started the charity softball. He goes to all these
0: Cavs games and he's he's at all the Cavs games. Uh, He's got the charity softball game. Is that right? Yeah, he's
1: got the he. He's doing the charity softball game. Um, So like the rumors came out like the day after that, which was why he seemed to be a little bit heated about it. He was like, he adores Cleveland. At least that's what he says. And I think the trade of age, the change of agents was clear. I think he wanted reassurance that he wasn't going to be played the way he was played last year. Okay. Or he would want to trade. So I think what had happened is the previous agent, I think had approached the team. The team didn't really want to work with him. Maybe I don't know. And then, I think Newsom fires that agent, changes his agent again, because keep in mind, he started with Rosenhaus to begin with. Mm -hmm. And he goes back to Rosenhaus and says, hey, you have got to get me some assurances. Like, I want to be here, but not like last year. I think they sat down, talked to Kevin Fancy and Jim Schwartz, got told what they wanted to hear and said, okay, I'm all in. And so I don't think a trade was ever brought up, but I do think it was going to if they didn't get the right answer. Okay. Okay.
0: Good, good take there. Um, Let me jump over to the offense real quick. You did an article earlier today, I believe, or yesterday, talking about different options. The wide receiver uh, draft class is not extremely deep this year, but you did give us your thoughts on if the Browns do look to get a wide receiver in each of the various rounds of the draft. You gave us a list of those players. You want to talk about any of those guys? I know you and I both like Tyler Scott yeah of Cincinnati.
1: I like Tyler Scott a lot. He's got that game changing speed, man. Like he's just that guy that you've gotta find a way to get him in open space because he is just going to. He's going to make you pay for it Like yeah. I mean you go watch his tape And you just say people like well he played at Cincinnati And I'm like okay speed don't Lie and neither does yeah. tape." Like he embarrassed some dudes and yeah. he needs to Be a little bit more consistent with his route running He needs to, to be a little But I think he's more polished as a route runner than people Like to give him credit for Yes, it, Most people look at these speed guys Especially smaller speed guys like Tyler Scott And they say ah oh, he's just a small speeds guy I right. don't care and you're like okay In college he was a small speed guy He's got the the measurables to be something else. Yeah. So there's two of them. There's two of them that are that are top of my board. It's Tyler okay. Scott. If you want to wait till day three, it's Bryce Ford Wheaton from West Virginia. Yeah. This dude is 220 pounds and runs a 4-3.
0: Yeah, I, I was looking at yes.
1: Yes, that's fantastic. He's got, I think, a 997 relative athletic score. He's a freak level athlete with size. He reminds me, he's a more He's a faster Donovan Peoples Jones. So if you're like, hey, I don't want to pay DPJ wow. 10 million, like, I, yeah. and I think they could be well, like, I think that. that's
0: like, what you're, that's what we're gearing up for, right? Is that Donovan Peoples yeah. Jones is going to want a huge contract in a year. And right he now, last year
1: of his rookie deal, I mean, right. this is really, year four. they could
0: sign him now, right? If they want, yeah. but if they don't, they're going to let him ride. And that's telling everybody, well, they're probably going to let him walk.
1: Yeah. But and I think if you don't want to pay him 10 million, and I love Donovan Peoples Jones, but, I'm leaning towards, I would take a guy like Bryce Ford Wheaton and just say, right. hey, he it, it can excel. He has the long arms, the strong hands, the big body, the speed. I think you can develop him. It's going to take two, three, four years for, for uh, Bryce Ford Wheaton. It's kind of similar to Donovan Peoples-Jones, who took a couple of years to really mm-hmm. be that guy here in year three last year. I think it could be a very similar trajectory where nobody developed uh, Ford Wheaton, just like nobody developed Peoples Jones, and I think you could snag him in the sixth round and, and and just just do some damage.
0: What about like Trey Palmer? Is that oh. kid from Nebraska? Used to play at where? I'm trying to remember. before uh,
1: LSU, right? The LSU. I believe, was at, I believe he played at LSU. It's really funny these guys. Like I have. So- it's so tricky to keep an, it, kind of keep it straight. Like, where this guy play? Well, he used to play here, and because you got guys that like used to play on offense that switched to defense. Don't you think some stuff. of that
0: has? to do, I mean, really, honestly, we were talking about the pandemic earlier, but re- yeah. that that extra year of eligibility really has caused a lot of this. And of course, the the transfer portal now being this bigger deal than it ever has been. But so, they're so, being so, free yeah. agency now. Like, oh like, yeah, like, like the transfer now, this. This kid from uh, you mentioned from BYU. I can't even pronounce the kid's name. Puka Nakua. Puka Nakua. Yeah. Yeah, I like the name. It's 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 catchy. Yeah, I do. I
1: do. Listen, I'm a big names guy. Like, I still want the Browns to sign Puna Ford so that I can just talk about his name all the time. Oh, that's
0: right. I, Is I he a linebacker? P- right. Um, tackle.
1: D tackle. Yeah. D
0: tackle. Okay. Yeah,
1: he, he he's a uh, he's uh, exactly what they need. To be honest, let me but-
0: let me. Yeah, Yeah. I'm sorry. You you can finish up there.
1: You know, I just with with Puka Nakua, just real quick, I like Mike Woods a lot. The kind of big, strong bodied player that kind of uses his size and strength to shield himself from defenders. I think Nakua is very similar to Mike Woods. I thought Mike Woods would make the 53 man. I think they like him a lot before the Achilles tear. He'll Mm. go on IR now. But if you're looking for someone that can kind of carve out a Mike Woods type role, I think Nakua from BYU can be that guy.
0: We had this discussion on the Fanatical Elves Network. This is a different question, but um, the other day about what the Browns in the past have had something they've had, you know, uh, their special teams game. They've always Mm -hmm. had a player to Josh Cribs, Eric Mm -hmm. Metcalf, some of these guys in the past. This is years ago, Mm -hmm. but that seems to be like something that the team has generally missed recently would that make any difference to this team now? We've got Akeem Nick or Hakeem um Grant. Grant. Mm-hmm. Grant coming back. He was injured last year. Maybe he could be the difference maker. I think he had six touchdowns in his on punt returns and whatnot. So maybe that could be the guy. What are your thoughts yeah. on that? Yeah, I I think
1: Mike Woods's injury really opened things up for Joaquin Grant. Like yeah I was there. I watched him tear his Achilles, which was Ugh. It was tough because it was, he had made a really good, he had ran a like a nasty route and he, he cut on a dime and he caught the pat and everybody was like cheering and watching over here when he was still sitting over here. And I'm like getting Nick Carnes's attention. I'm like, dude, I think he just tore it. Like, like that. And so I remember watching it cause it was non-contact when, and when he went down, I was like, it's probably his Achilles. But, They're saying, like, Andrew Barry made a joke that he basically is living in Berea because he's attacking his rehab. uh, Oh, okay. So hard and so aggressive right now. And I think that Grant... They talked up a lot about his usage last year. They were going to use him in some end around. They were going to use him in a spot. They really wanted to play him. He's going to be 30, coming off of an Achilles tear. Mm -hmm. I'm not really sure what that means. But the Mike Woods injury kind of opens it up for him because Mm -hmm. I don't think, because now you got to think your two primary returners from last year were the Jerome Ford and Donovan Peoples-Jones. That's running back two and wide receiver two right now. I'm not sure they want those guys to be returning very much. And if they want to avoid that, they could draft it. They could put Tyler Scott back there. They could draft Tyler Scott and he could return punts. Uh, they could get a running back that could do it. But I think Jakeem Grant with this Michael Woods thing, if he's healthy, I think he's going to make this he, roster. He
0: makes that. So yeah. let me just jump to running back. We talked mm-hmm. about, you just mentioned Jerome Ford. Yep. Uh, there's been a lot of chit chat. It's been killing me because I ran an article maybe two weeks ago for, for uh, Randy and, um, we were talking about running back, or I one of the options was like, don't do these things at yep. pick 74. And yet today it was reported I don't know if it was you or somebody in Browns. reported K. Mary Kay Cabot mentioned mm-hmm. that the Browns are considering taking Sorry. a running back. Now, this is again, you know, five days from the, the draft, we're yep. writing stuff so people will read it. But, um, I even heard what is it, Tank Bigsby? Is it Bigsby yes. from Auburn? Yep. The guy. Bobby Brooks or the kid, the guy from NFL network even picked him for the Browns to pick 74. I would, I don't want them to do that. I think that would be a bad move, but what are your thoughts? And I know she mentioned that Zach Evans from Second. Mississippi. Yeah. I,
1: I, I can see a scenario. They go at 74 and they take one. I don't think so. I think it's day three. This is a, This is probably one of the best running back classes we've seen in recent memory. Yes, running back and tight end. I think you can find a starter. Like I think you could maybe not this year, but I think you can find a guy that can eventually be your starting tight end or starting running back in the fifth or sixth round this year. Like there's so many running backs.
0: What's the kid's name down in East Carolina? I um, Keaton
1: Mitchell, man. Keaton Keaton Mitchell is a home run waiting to happen. He's got that. He's got track speed, and he actually knows how to use it. So does
0: Does this mean that, like, Dimitri Felton, Anthony Schwartz are, I mean, they're going to be cut?
1: I I don't have them making it right now. Like, you could see a scenario where somebody gets hurt, like, because I think Felton's a wide receiver. They don't ever really play him in the running back situation Uh unless they want him to, like, run a screen pass, you know, something like that. But I think those two are done. I think there's just no room for them with what they want to do. I think they'll draft a running back. I think it'll be in the fifth or sixth round, maybe in the fourth round. But I, I I just I don't I don't see doing it at 74 and 98 unless you just absolutely love Tank Tank Bigsby or you just love Tajay Spears.
0: So the the overall picture of going into this draft this week, your kind of your lead up to that. What are your you know they have the eight picks. If you had to take some guesses and some make some predictions on what they're gonna be doing throughout this process, what do you foresee happening? And then maybe what would be some of the dream scenarios, maybe a, a dream scenario for that you like?
1: Well, I would love to find a way to get Zach Koontz on on day three, like the, the old Dominion tight end who gets a perfect yes. 10 RAS score or relative athletic score. And I, I would love to find that situation. I think they take so just to put it in the way that I think is the best way to kind of predict these things. I think they'll take an edge player, they'll take a defensive tackle, they'll take a tight end and they'll take a running back. I think for sure they'll take those four. Yeah. Um and, and probably a wide receiver. Probably a wide receiver too. So Now watch,
0: they're going to take a cornerback in the, with their first pick. <laughs>
1: there's a scenario where I see it happening. Man. Yes. So like we can joke like, but like a guy like Tredavious, uh Hodges Tomlinson from TCU, the nickel corner, or like DJ yes. Turner who can play in there from Michigan. Yeah. Those sort of guys. Like, I think they could take one of Did those you... guys. They'll take a defensive back. I think they'll take a defensive back, but yeah, I, think I think dream that. scenario is to get Dorian Williams at linebacker um, to get oh, Zach yes. Kuntz at tight end okay. um, to get, Probably Keaton Mitchell is my dream at running back and Derek Hall. If you found a way to get those four, Dorian Williams,
0: tell me a little bit more about Dorian Williams. We haven't talked about Dorian Williams,
1: man. Like, this is an athletic linebacker. Plain, plain. And easy to see. Dude plays sideline to sideline really, really well. Plays with his uh, hair on fire. He's a better coverage guy. I think he's really good as a coverage player. And he had 90-some solo tackles last year. So this guy's going to find you. He's going to come downhill. He's going to smack you in the mouth. He's going to put you on the ground. And I think he could be perfect in in what the Browns need. And he's a special teams guy. I think he can play a lot of special teams as well.
0: Well, Jacob, I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, You want to share out just a little bit more? uh, Remind everybody where we can find you. And uh, Jacob just does an amazing job with everything that he's involved with. And I love reading his stuff on Brown's Wire. Um, He's got his new network. But you want to share out any of that for us finally?
1: Yeah, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, appreciate you having me on here. It's a great way to wrap up the weekend, you know, always talking draft. We yeah. got, we got four days until, well, we got four days until, well, we're recording this on Sunday. We have four days until round yes. one, five days yes. before the Browns are on the clock. Um, so I'm really excited. Uh, you can check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash uh, at network two, underscore 216. We'll talk to Carl Brooks on Monday night. Well, you know, and talk to him about that. I'm really excited about that. Yes. You can find me at uh, today.com, or you can go over on Twitter at Roachism13. If you got a mock draft for me, send it to me in my DMs. I love mock drafts in the DMs on Twitter and I'm pretty responsive unless like stuff is going really bananas and you never know what that is. But uh, like I missed a text for John from John for like two days. That happens sometimes, uh-huh. so I apologize. <laughs> but seriously, check uh, check that stuff out of Brown's Wireman. I need to get got your anything, cell phone
0: so I can stay in contact with you a little bit easier. Maybe that.
1: Yeah, man, I can give you that. We, I'm, I'm 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 usually pretty easy to follow. But uh, you know, check that stuff out. If you got anything you want me to cover, like I had people been like, "Hey, will you do this guy for your thirty and 30? I was like, "Hell yeah, man!" Like uh-huh. send me that stuff. I always want to do what people want. I want to yeah. make the content that people want. So let oh, me know. You're
0: one of the best, and I've, I've appreciated you. following you myself. And, uh, and you're always a great interview too. And I, so, thank you for coming on to the Johnny Cleveland Podcast, Appreciate part of the Fanatical L's Network. And uh, we're we're going to be on actually too, Jacob. We were, you know, um, we have our any given Sunday show where I talk about what we're doing. But we're going to be busy this week leading up to the to the draft, and we're gonna we're gonna try to be on air too uh, Thursday and Friday, um, sure. and in the Saturday. So. We're going to try to live stream some of that as well. So we're excited about that. So if you're tuning in listening, again, this was Jacob Roach of the Browns Wire. And uh, thank you again, Jacob, for being part of the Johnny Cleveland podcast. And I like to end the show by always reminding people to remember too. that's right, keep smiling. Take care. And thank you, Jacob. Thank you.
1: Appreciate it.